0: Get ready, because aging starts
1: now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 51 of the Aging Starts Now podcast. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, one of the attorneys and a partner here at Tagus McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we're speaking with Bob Crandall with Danny Snyder Insurance. Bob is going to give insight on some common questions people have regarding long-term care insurance. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. The uh, so long-term care insurance, one of those things that everyone thinks about uh, when they get older. Like a lot of people wish they had thought about it more when they were younger, but I think people have a hard time wrapping their head around simple questions like. When do I get it? How much coverage do I need? What am I trying to accomplish by getting this? And so I think the best thing to start with is, I know the most common question our clients have is, what is the best time to get long-term care insurance? That's a great question.
2: Um, To be honest, anytime somebody, an individual is 35 years and older, Um, that's really the ideal time because of their age, presumably their health, and um, (coughs) pardon me, the cost factor. So uh, I know a lot of people have trouble getting their heads around that at 35 because life happens, children, homes, jobs, this sort of thing. But 35 and up is what I would say.
1: Okay. Wow. And that is, I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear uh, that age and feeling like that's a a little bit younger than they expected. Um, But like you said, they they are, that's when you're at your healthiest, probably. What health factors are they going to take into account?
2: Yeah. I mean, to start off the the ball rolling, we go through a two-page questionnaire that goes through extensive amount of health questions. Um, Have you had diabetes? You know What conditions you have? Have you had a heart attack, stroke? Uh, It also uh, delves into your your financial situation, um, your finances. So those are some of the things that kicks the ball off. If you get to that two-page questionnaire and you get the thumbs up, then
1: we have a prospect. If not, then we have to kind of disengage. Got it. Okay. So what are we looking at as far as costs go? What what does long-term care insurance cost? Um, well, long-term care insurance—it's all over the board.
2: Again, you have to qualify for it, but the the cost is dependent really on the, the program, the insurance company that you um, are working with. The um, several different factors really. A um, couple of the factors are the um, what options, which riders accompany the policy. For example, one of the most popular riders is the inflation rider, and what it does for a, for an additional premium each year, the company will adjust the um, the policy upward depending on inflation. Uh, a second contributing factor to the cost is what they call the elimination period. The elimination period is from the time the policy kicks in when the company starts. Paying, for example, that there's 30, 60, 90, 180, 365 day elimination periods. The longer it takes before the company has to start paying, the less expensive the policy. I mean, you know, conversely, uh, the 30, 60 days uh, kicks in quicker, it's going to be more
1: expensive. Those, that elimination period's kind of like it almost like a deductible, isn't it?
2: To a point, yeah. To a point, yeah. It's, um, like I say, the company, um, There's different products that have health insurance is another one that has elimination periods, which it is comparable somewhat to a deductible. You're right.
1: Yeah. And the uh, those inflation riders, I know I've had uh, clients that are very happy to have those because these policies, like you said, if you purchase this at age 35, those numbers that you're uh, purchasing in at, at age 35 probably aren't applicable or certainly aren't doing as much good as you'd hope they would 25, 35, even 40 years down the road. And so I think a lot of people are very satisfied when they uh, take advantage of the inflation rider.
2: Yeah. It's something we strongly encourage. Like I say, it is, it is an additional premium, but it gives you the peace of mind that if you take it out at 35 that it, at age 65, you're not going to be deficient in coverage.
1: That's right. That's absolutely right. So what are the different types? So we've kind of talked about the riders. What are the different types of long-term care insurance there are? I've, you know, I've heard about three-year policies, five-year policies, uh, hybrid policies. Uh, Can you go into a little detail on what those are?
2: Yeah, that's, that's true. And it's different by company and this sort of thing. But the, um, the, the, the basics on a long term care policy is predicated on two things. One is, like you mentioned, the, the years of policy will run three, five, it's usually three, five, seven, and 10 years. They used to have a lifetime, but the companies have done away with that because they get, they've incurred a lot of, a um, lot of expense. Uh, and then the total dollar amount of the policy um, to me is the most important thing because um, with a long term care policy, it can kick in on two different things uh, or two different conditions. One being that if you're using home health care versus going into a facility, obviously going into a facility is the most expensive option. Um, but if a person can work with the home health care, uh, and most people do want to stay in their homes as long as they can, home health care is much less expensive. And like I say, it's either the dollar amount or the years. So that the dollar amount might last them, 5, 10, 15 years, although that might be a stretch, 5 or 10 years anyway, irrespective to the uh, the duration of time.
1: Got it. Well, and I know that kind of aligns people's uh, wants, people's desires, uh, and what the insurance company wants as well. We're trying to keep people at home, which is often where people want to stay Everybody kind of wins in that scenario. And then you always have the fallback of dipping into the facility if you need it. Uh, It's kind of rare that that happens. So that's a nice thing. I'll tell you, I, I, I laugh every time I hear the lifetime about once or twice a year. We'll see a client who has a lifetime benefit. I was fortunate enough to just see someone uh, within the last week and they came in and they said, I have long-term care insurance. I want you to review the policy as you update my documents and just let me know your thoughts. And we we refer to them as the the golden ticket policies. They had an incredible They bought it. Uh, I think it was 25 years ago now. Exactly. And it was an unlimited benefit and and the peace of mind and the reassurance when you look across the table and tell a client like. This is how much money you're eligible for, and it it will not run out. You can just see the worry kind of removed from their face as they feel like, yes, a decision that I made 25 years ago has had now, today, a very profound impact on my life. And you just, you can't really quantify what that relief and what that sense of security means to that client when you tell them that. Oh, Absolutely.
2: Uh, a lot, and like I said, those policies aren't available today. And you're right; they're usually 20, 25 years old. Um, a lot of the insurance companies have gone out of long-term care business because they can't afford to stay into it because of those lifetime policies, just as you mentioned.
1: Yep, and that's and so those that took advantage of it when it was kind of a new product on the street were very wise to do so. Though, especially you, a lot of good can come out of the three-year or five-year policies. Uh, the VA. If you're a VA-eligible individual, they have a three-year look-back clock. And so if that long-term care insurance is covering you for three years, that gives you some opportunity to perhaps restructure some assets, uh, five-year look-back clock when you're dealing with TIN care. And so these policies are, are tailored to still put you in a very good position to uh, make sure that you're protecting the majority of your money and that you're not worried about these costs. So I think they're incredible. Uh, how how do people uh, take advantage? When I I have a long term care insurance policy, and you'd be surprised. And when I have a client come in and they tell me that, and they say, "When when am I supposed to claim on it?" They're they're actually confused. I had a client bring one in, and they had found it in the suitcase under their bed <laughs> that had been sitting there for you know twenty or twenty five years, and they kind of a- almost as an aside were like. I think this might be important. And, of course, I open it up and see what it is. And and they didn't even know really how to kick it off. So when an individual has this policy, what do they do when they feel like they're getting to the point where they need to claim on it? Good question. Um, When an individual gets to that point in life where um,
2: they need the policy, of course, they contact their insurance company. Insurance company is going to tell them to get a statement from their physician that uh, to qualify, you have to have two of the activities of daily living um, to qualify for that. For that, the physician writes, uh, writes that up and presents that to the insurance company. And just for information purposes, the activities of daily living are dressing, bathing, eating, ambulatory, meaning walking, and toiletry. So if you have two of those five, you qualify for that. You work with a company from there. Most companies have care coordinators that will assist you and um, getting the policy implemented, whether it be with home health or um, um, an assisted living facility.
1: Okay, and I think those. I'm glad you went over those activities of daily living. I think it's important enough that I'm going to go over them again for our listeners. Being able to dress yourself. Being able to bathe yourself safely, being able to toilet yourself, being able to prepare your own meals and feed yourself. And then that safely ambulating in your environment, being able to move around and not being a fall risk. Those are the things that are considered essential to you being an independent person. And one that I'll always mention because I know people don't like to mention, it's uncomfortable, people get embarrassed, but if there is a toileting problem, that's something that needs to be noted at the forefront. And that's one that people will tend to hide uh, because there, there is, there's an embarrassment factor to that. And I always tell families, you have to ask and you have to know if that's an issue. Um, because sometimes they will qualify, but they don't want people to know that. And that, so people get uh, a little squeamish around those things. And when you're having these discussions, you kind of have to get over that. That's true. Now, we've kind of talked about when's the right time to get it, what what age. We've gone over a whole lot of information. Is there a point, Bob, where you're too old to apply to get a long-term care insurance policy?
2: Yeah. Well, now, yeah, that's going to vary by insurance company. What I've seen personally, we deal with uh, four or five, one and two in particular, and I've had policies approved between the ages of 60 and 65. Okay. Above the age of 65, it's really tricky. And right now, with the pandemic and everything, um, anybody just about above 60, they we kind of put them on hold until, you know,
1: this thing, you know, corrects itself. Okay. Now, is I've heard something, I, I think I mentioned it earlier about a hybrid policy, something like a life insurance with a long-term care insurance rider. Can you let our listeners know what that is? And does that give an older person a, a little more of a window or does it not affect it by age? Um.
2: The hybrid policy is, is basically a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider attached to it. The long-term care rider is in essence pretty much, just pretty much the same thing as a long-term care policy. Now I'll have to say with the of course with life insurance, it's predicated on age, you know, and health, although this policy is too. Um, so the more, the elderly are the more expensive the policy. Um, and the long-term care rider generally bumps the premium up on the policy about 40 or 50%. So again, if you can get it at a young age and take the hybrid rider, uh, long-term care rider, I should say, um, you're in much better shape down the road as opposed to doing it later in life.
1: So like like a lot of other planning in this realm, the earlier you take care of it, the much better off you are. Right,
2: but it is a very attractive um, option. And uh, generally those things go through long, go through life underwriting instead of long-term care underwriting, which is a different set of circumstances, which may give you a little more leniency, may not.
1: Okay. Very good. Very good. So what haven't I asked, Bob? What what things are out there? What information do you think that our listeners would need to know about long-term care insurance policies that we haven't covered? Well, a couple of things, and we've covered some
2: of them is that um, if you're dealing with somebody, um, they need to go through that questionnaire because they don't want to waste your time, their time, this sort of thing to make sure you qualify or don't qualify. Um, and then the, um, the second thing is, um, I know my agency and, and I'm sure a lot of agencies, it's when we get through the qualification process and we sit down with the individual, it's, it's a good 30 minute conversation because we're going through a financial analysis, a health analysis to kind of see where each individual says, cause no two people are the same. Um, so we, we look at their, their finances, we look at their uh, their assets, their retirement, their liabilities, um, what they'll be including in Social Security if they're not already on Social Security. Uh, we take all that and kind of try to package that together with a long-term care plan that meets their needs, they can afford, and satisfies them today and in the future. And, and on a rare occasion, we'll run across somebody, a wealthy individual that's Checked all those boxes and long term care is not necessary, but at least seventy percent of the time we sat down,
1: there's a good application for it. Got it. And I had one last lingering thing I've heard, and I just kind of wanted to validate whether this is a, a viable option for some or not. That there there can be, I think it is very rare, the opportunity to almost buy back to pay a lump sum up front. You'll still have. Uh, premiums going forward, but it's almost like you're buying in. So let's say I'm in my late 50s or early 60s, and I wish I had started when I was in my 40s purchasing the insurance, that I could provide a lump sum, and it's almost like buying back as if I paid those premiums. Is that a viable option out there anywhere, or do do insurance companies kind of shy away from that?
2: Uh, That's an excellent question. Um, Actually, it is. It depends on the insurance company, but um, I know um, that is available. Um, irrespective of the age, um, uh, if you have a lump sum of money that you want to sink into a long-term care policy that they will do that, some companies, mutual companies will
1: pay you interest on that money too. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, Bob, I, I cannot thank you enough. The wealth of information you've provided our listeners. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our guests before I sign us out? No, I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to chat with you. This is uh,
2: I'm an older fellow myself, so um, and I've been through this long term care process with family members. It's something that's close, near and dear to me. I'm kind of passionate about, so I love the opportunity to work with people with um, with the long term care, you know, or life or the other products that we have available. So I just want to thank you again for this opportunity.
1: Well, Bob, we want to thank you. Passing information to our clients and the public at large uh, is a a real calling of ours. We want to make sure that uh, our clients and the public are educated and informed because that's what puts people in the best position. So thank you, Bob Crandall, for being a guest on our show. That's it for today's episode, everyone. Thank you to Bob for joining us. Thank you for listening and join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now.